two dudes cuddled up for a nice Pokemon nap. This is Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast brought to you by RPGera.com. Here at Play on Arrival, we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week, talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke, and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, it is Kyle. Good afternoon, Brian. Want to take a second to plug my new podcast about my favorite Otis Redding song, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay on Arrival. <laughs> is that the one you told me you were going to do this week, or no, is that a change? No, I, okay. I, I switched it. I switched it. I was going to say, that's not a deep cut from what I thought you were going to bring. <laughs> no, no, that one's coming. Okay. <laughs> you know, we had a comment left on a on an episode of BG Mania. I think it was on the Pikmin episode. One of our loyal listeners, Clark, I don't think he listens to this show, but he said you inspired him to start a podcast about uh, bad language called PG Mania. Oh, shoot. That was my next one when I was on BG Mania. Dang it. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. <sighs> this freaking guy. That's so funny. This, I can't believe Seb's stupid idea has taken off and everyone's just running with it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I got, I got plenty more. I got plenty more. Oh, shit. All right. Well, nicely done. Special shout out to Occam's Laser for the music I hear today during the show. Go check them out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and X. You won't be disappointed. Please take a moment to do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you chose and listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload Cheap Works Wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. All right, Kyle, as we transition into current conditions for the week, we don't have anything really big to talk about that you and I have been playing. I was anticipating jumping into either one of several games. I I will mention if last week's seven-day forecast sounded a bit chopped up to you, that's because it was. Um, I, I listened to it and it sounded fine. It sounded okay, right? I, I, would, I thought I made I would it be flow pretty if well. Anybody else, if anyone else notices, but but I but I will tell you, it was chopped up, and I had to kind of move some things around and you know, edit, cut out certain things because Kyle and I had talked about pretty heavily throughout the seven day forecast about WrestleQuest, which was supposed to drop last week, but then was stealth delayed at the very last second. And that was one of the games that I knew for sure I would play last week. And it, I just didn't get to because it didn't come out. The other one that I said I would jump into Stray Gods, I bought on PS5. I think it was 30 bucks. I installed it, but I just haven't actually jumped into it yet because, dude, I am addicted to the Legend of Heroes right now. I just can't stop thinking about it and stop playing it just because I finally gotten so much farther into it. And the story has just gripped me. I did beat. Trails of Cold Steel 2 for the first time, finally. I've started and restarted that game so many times throughout the years. Yeah, Mazel Tov, finally. Yeah, but I finally did sit down and committed to my most recent run and finished it this past weekend. And actually, well, as of time of recording, I finished it yesterday. But uh, after I finished that, I jumped in and beat the game that I'm going to talk about here on Current Conditions. But then I immediately jumped into Trails of Cold Steel 3 to keep going. So I just did not sit down to play... Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. And I will shout out, because we talked about Sengoku Dynasty. That game is currently out and is actually on sale right now on Steam for 25 bucks. Normal price is $30. So that's about the right price point that you and I were talking about last week on the show. I do think I will buy that as well. Um, 
looking ahead to this week, there are a lot of games that I'm very, very looking forward to. So I have no idea what you and I will talk about next week on the show. Could be a number of different things, but there's some really good games coming out this week. But before we get to that, current conditions, we're going to kick things off. You and I each have something small to talk about. So I can't imagine this taking us too long to get through. We'll kick things off with mine because it's an actual game. So It's an actual game, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an actual game. It's a short game, but it is an actual game. It did release back on July 27th, so, you know, two little over two weeks ago, almost three weeks ago. The latest entry in the Double Dragon franchise is available, Double Dragon Gaiden. Rise of the Dragons, which is pretty much a standard beat-em-up in the Double Dragon IP. Feels very much like a lot of the old Double Dragon games used to on the NES and some of the more modern ones that have come out, like Double Dragon Neon several years ago. Uh, It's a nice entry. I don't hate it. I actually think it's really fun. However, it is incredibly short. Now, I know beat-em-ups generally are on the shorter side of things, right? This is a a very old-school style format that back in the day when these games were super popular on the NES and SNES, games were relatively short. We didn't have these even 10-plus-hour games back then. Most games sure. were kind of on the shorter side that could be finished in generally one sitting. A lot of these beat-em-ups always can be, and this one is no different. Sev finished it before I did. He finished it uh, like three or four days before I did and told me that it was little more than an hour, potentially a little less than an hour if you don't struggle, and that is about right. Now, I will say I didn't actually finish this in two sittings, or I'm sorry, I didn't finish it in one sitting. I finished it in two Because I started it the previous night. So I started it Friday evening and I was playing it at like 4.35 in the morning. I got halfway through. I started the third mission and I fell asleep while playing the third mission. So (laughs) uh, I woke up and I just decided to close the game. Uh, I figured I would just redo the third mission when I woke back up the next day. Didn't do it when I woke up. I did do it last night. So Saturday night, right around the same time, three, two, three in the morning. Uh, played for another half hour, 40 minutes or so, and was able to finish the game. So there are four chapters in Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragons, each one taking place in like a different environment or locale. And each one will have different sectors that you have to complete. I think the first two have two sectors. So you go through one, you fight a mini boss, you go through the second, you fight the main boss. The third and fourth ones have three sectors. So you have two mini bosses and a main boss. And the game is not difficult, even on normal settings, right? Because they do let you, instead of giving you difficulty options, they just let you change certain things. Like they let you change how much a token is worth. They let you change how much it costs to revive your characters if you fall in battle. They let you say, you know, how much damage you do, how much damage do you take. That's the kind of difficulty settings here instead of just doing easy, normal, hard, that type of stuff. Um... I did make my the cost to revive cheaper just because why not? Um, I'm not playing this to try to get challenged. I just was right, playing this right. to have fun. So and and I didn't die. Well, no, I take that back. I died. I was going to say I didn't die to the point where I had a game over. I died to the point that I had to res my characters twice in one boss fight, uh, which was actually the main boss fight of the third section. You're going against Anubis, an Egyptian god, right? But right. um 
he was extremely challenging to me for some reason and and what he was doing in his moves and I could barely touch him. So I had to beat him with just special attacks. And luckily at the end of each sector, so when you finish a section of the game and not chapter, so like the first two, right? You have two sectors, one and two. You finish a sector and you get to spend currency, the money that you're picking up throughout the game to buy upgrades for the two characters that you decide to play as. It is a team-based game. Um, Sev said he played it with co-op with his son and they each were able to choose two characters so they technically had four available to them total so the game was way easier for them um, for me I just went to went with the classic Billy and Jimmy or Bimmy and Jimmy for those that remember the reference back in the day um, the misspelling and the mistranslation on the NES version of Double Dragon but uh, I went with them they're the classic Double Dragon characters they do allow you to choose two other characters as well right at the start and there are a significant amount of unlockable characters that you can kind of unlock throughout the game but went with the classics you know I upgraded their special moves I upgraded their health a little bit I upgraded their health regeneration when they're not the active person that you're currently controlling and beating people up with but from there it's classic beat em up style you move left right up down a little bit some more specifically just left right uh, take out enemies as they walk onto the screen you have your normal attacks kick punch type stuff and it feels like a classic double dragon beat em up um, I will say when the game ends, like after you finish the four sections, the mayor gives you a choice. He's like, do you want to work with me and I'll pay you 10,000? And if you say yes, they're like, are you sure you want to end the game and accept the 10,000? And it gives you one more option. I said yes. And that was the end of the game. But I imagine if you say no, something else happens. OK. And I don't know if I'm going to go back and play through it again to see what else happens. Sure, I don't sure, know sure. that I care because it's a fun game, but I wouldn't say it's an amazing game. Right. It's sitting at a 73 on. Open yeah, there's Rick. been better beat em, beat em ups in recent years. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shredder's Revenge last year. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think one of the best beat em ups to release in a long time. Right. And Streets of Rage five or six. What was it that came out two years ago? Uh, there was an I think there was a recent Streets of Rage. Yeah. It was it was a blast. I, I played through the entire thing and freaking loved it. There's been some some really good beat em ups recently. The beat em up genre has kind of had a little bit of revitalization over the last few years. It's nice to see Double Dragon back. And I will say it's nice to see that the game doesn't absolutely suck. It is fun. It's passable. If I was scoring this, I probably would land on a six, five or a seven. Like if I was actually writing a review for it, I would say it's, the it's soundtrack good for this one. Uh, I honestly don't know. Let me see if I can find it. I didn't watch the credits close enough to see who was credited for the uh, for the actual soundtrack. So the soundtrack isn't on Steam. Let me see if it's on a website that I usually use to check things. It is. Um, let's see here. Looks like a few people, actually. So the menu was done by Sophie Song. Cutscenes were done by Sophie Song and Doobie Yoist. I don't know who that is. Title song was done by Cosmic Gem and R-Man. Boss fights were done by Connor Tovey. They didn't have just one person. They had a bunch of people work on different things. And then certain sections of the game, like the Killers and the Mayor, were done by Cosmic Gem. Royal and Okada, which are two gangs like two other stages in the game were done by our man um so i would say those those names but they're nothing that i'm familiar with in terms of actual composers sophie gotcha, song okay. only has credits on double dragon cosmic gem just double dragon all these guys just have credits on double dragon so this i don't know i don't know where they found these people none i'm not familiar with any of them okay Fair enough. But it does sound like Double Dragon music. The menu music specifically, like the title screen, is sick. It's super cool. Super, super cool. 
but the game is $25. Um, yeah, that's that's a little steep. And I don't know that I would have paid this These price. games are made to be replayed, right? They want you to replay them, unlock some things, see different endings of certain things, or play as different characters, get new weapons, whatever. I understand that, but if you're not a huge fan of beat-em-ups, still a tough sale. Yeah, and I do like beat-em-ups. I think beat-em-ups are a great genre, but I play them once, and I'm generally done Right. So I rented this from Gamefly and this this is why I subscribe to Gamefly. Right. Like these types of games that I don't want to buy that are twenty five dollars. I would rather just pay Gamefly 30, 40 bucks a month. I always am able to usually check out anywhere from three to four games a month from them. Sure. I get my money back each month by paying them forty dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. So that is totally worth it to me to have three games out at a time with two two spots that I can always lock a game into to ensure that I always get it shipped. Um, this is a prime example of why I keep subscribing to Gamefly and don't let my subscription lapse or anything like that. Because um, it is an enjoyable game, but it's not one that I would have shelled out 25 bucks for. Yeah, I, I'm not sure it's one I'll play unless it comes to like Game Pass or something. In that case, I would definitely give it a shot because it, same thing, I like uh, beat-em-up games, but... Not one there, I'm looking there's to There's no doubt in my mind this will eventually come to Game Pass. Sure, it'll it'll sure. either hit Game Pass or PlayStation Plus at some point. Oh, yeah, definitely. One of the two. And when it does, you probably should check it out. Again, an hour, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more. But it's very quick to get through. Shorter than Venba. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a short <laughs> game. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's all I have to say on Double Dragon. Because, again, the game's not long. And if you play beat-em-ups, you know what you're getting. So I don't really have much else to say about Double Dragon Gaiden. So we will kick to you and you don't necessarily have a game to talk about, but you kind of do. Hard pressed to call this a game, but I did download and let's say I interacted with Pokemon Snap or not. Oh, geez. Pokemon Snap. That's a game. Pokemon Sleep. Pokemon Sleep. I downloaded Pokemon Sleep. It came out, oh, two and a half weeks ago now or so. And I downloaded it a couple days after it came out and decided that I was going to give Pokemon Sleep a shot because I like Pokemon and I do, in fact, sleep. So both of those things combined, I can make probably pretty decent use of this app, right? The idea behind Pokemon Sleep is you load it onto your phone and when you're ready to sleep, you open it, you set it face down on your, like next to your pillow, wherever you're sleeping on your bed, whatever. And it goes into sleep mode on its own. So you don't have to like put your phone to sleep or anything, leave your phone charging, set it face down and it blackens the screen. And then it has an alarm attached to it and everything else. But what it does, it's one of those apps that tracks your sleeping patterns and sleep cycle. So it tries to kind of analyze how much you're moving around in the night using the gyrometer, the gyrometer on your phone uh, and your microphone listening to how much noise you're making. And if you get up at all, it kind of tracks all of those things or attempts to at least. And then it makes a graph and it shows, you know, on the graph, it shows how long you were in like light sleep, kind of like medium sleep or like deep REM sleep, what percentage of the night you're actually like totally zonked out. And uh, there's a lot of apps on any app store that does literally this exact feature. I've used a couple before in the past and they are fine, I guess, if people find good use for them. My problem with Pokemon Sleep was I couldn't figure out what the what the point of Pokemon Sleep was. And so <laughs> what, what what happens is when you wake up, yeah, you you put a Snorlax to sleep is what you're doing before you go to bed. When okay. you wake up, you then have a couple of Pokemon that have come next to Snorlax to take a nap with him. And so maybe there's a Charmander and a Pikachu and like a, I don't know, a Mudkip all kind of laying there asleep. And you collect 
select their different sleep styles. And so in that way, it's kind of like kind of like Pokemon Snap, where in, in new Pokemon Snap, you were collecting different poses and different actions that each Pokemon could do, and you had to try to get the Pokemon to elicit those reactions by doing different things with the environment, right? It's kind of the same, where they are giving you different sleep styles that each Pokemon has. But I wake up because I have to go to work in the morning, right? And I'm going to bed because I'm tired. Sure. Those are the those are the two things that are true about me personally. And so when I go to bed, I find what I do not want to do is open up Pokemon Sleep and interact with it for five to ten minutes before I can go to bed. And so what would happen is is I would open the app. I would try to set it to sleep, right? And it's like, wait a second, you have an unopened gift here. Check it out. Oh, it's five schnozberries. <laughs> let's, let's try feeding one of these to Snorlax. And you're like, oh, okay. So you give Snorlax a schnoz, and he's like, he really liked that. He's a sleeper level two now. I'm like, who forget? What does that even mean? Right? It didn't it, like I. There was no explanation for this. I think maybe it tried to explain it to me, but I was very tired, and so I I used this app for over a week. And every single time I would open it when I was ready to go to bed, and I would have like five minutes of tasks to do before I could actually click the sleep button, <laughs> which is not why I was using this app. Right. right? And then when I woke up in the morning, there was five to ten minutes of app, uh, of things I had to do before I could like before the app was like all right you're done for the day great work and then it got to the point where it was like okay make sure you open the app in the middle of the day so you can feed Pikachu a hot dog or something and I'm like I'm not I, that's not what I'm using so I I don't think I understood the real world application of Pokemon Sleep I don't think I understand what they wanted me to do with it or I misunderstood what the app wanted me to do with it because it was not interact with it 10 minutes before bed and 10 minutes when I woke up. When I wake up in the morning, I got things to do. I got to get ready. I got to eat breakfast. I got to go to work. Not interact. Well, not check people's, these Pokemon sleep styles, right? Oh, look, Charmander does sizzle sleep. Oh, cute. All right. It takes a picture. It puts it in. And there's all these, it takes like 30 seconds for each one because there's animations for it and I don't care. And so I really early in the morning, first thing early in the morning is not the time to catch me with cute sleeping Pokemon animations. And therefore, I'm out. I, I ended up deleting the app after. I was going to say, did you already half. uninstall it? <laughs> yeah, it took about a week and a half. I used it. You know, at one point it said, okay, Snorlax wants to sleep somewhere else. Let's take a look at the map. So the map zooms out and it's like, you're on this island right now. Try sleeping on this island tonight. And I said, okay. So I clicked on the island and it looked exactly the same as the first island. There was literally, aesthetically, there was no, there was no difference. It was exactly this. It was just like a grass field with Snorlax laying on it and and then i was like okay here we go and then we went to sleep i, I don't know what the point of like switching islands was i'm sh i'm sure there is one maybe like some stat boost or something but then again i don't know what the stats are for like i don't know what the friendship level of snorlax was for because i wasn't interacting with him in any other meaningful way besides putting him to sleep and waking him up in the middle of the night or in the middle yeah, at the morning right so i'm not sure what all and then i'd get a currency it's like here's 50 you know bubbluby coins and i'm like what what do I do with all these? I don't, you know, and then they're like, oh, here's a sleep ticket. I don't need a sleep ticket. 
So I again, I I really had a difficult time understanding the appropriate function for this app and what did it what it wanted me to do with all this stuff, and it wasn't for me. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Now that was featured as part of the Pokemon Direct last week, right? Right. Po- part of the Pokemon Presents. They did go over that, and we're like, thanks to everybody who's been interacting with Snorlax on Pokemon Sleep. Are you enjoying it? You know. <laughs> The silly voiceover. But uh yeah, I don't I again I that I'm done. I tried it, not for me. Was there anything at the Pokemon Presents that did intrigue you? Because I skimmed through it, but I didn't sit down and watch it from start to finish. You know, I I probably will get the Scarlet Violet DLC when it comes out later this year. Um a lot of people are really upset about this DLC. I think it looks okay as far as DLC goes. I'm What's not the controversy? Super upset about it. I couldn't tell you. It, you know, oh, okay. it, people uh, people really hated Scarlet Violet. I think a lot of the Pokemon community hated Scarlet and Violet. I tended to be a little bit more on the forgiving side. I enjoyed Scarlet and Violet quite a bit. And so I'll probably play the DLC because I liked the base game. Um, I, they just didn't like the base game. And so I don't think they're excited to jump back into that world. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I guess we're not going to be cuddling up and napping with Pokemon anymore then, huh? I tried. Yeah, it's all right. That's okay. It happens. It yeah. happens. But uh... Don't need to be given all my sleep info to Nintendo. <laughs> Spies, CIA. Yep. Like, hey, you have sleep apnea. What do I? Okay. <laughs> Get this guy a CPAP. <laughs> Start seeing ads for CPAPs everywhere. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But yeah, that'll bring us already to the end of current conditions. Like I said, we didn't have a ton to talk about there for our two things. Neither one of us really played anything big that was new this past week. So I think we will go ahead and take a look at what's coming out this week in the seven day forecast. We have a pretty stacked week. We have nine games releasing this week in the seven day forecast. A lot of them are games that either I'm into or you're into or Sev's into or a combination of everybody is into. There is a lot of games for everybody releasing over the next seven days. I'm excited to talk about these. Game number one coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Hammer Watch 2. Gather your heroes and journey beyond the dungeons of Castle Hammerwatch to explore a pixelated world like never before. Aid King Rowan's resistance while helping villagers along the way. Battle beasts, finish off hordes of the undead, and face the forces of evil. This one looks so sick. Yeah, it really does look very, very cool. Yeah, this looks really sick. Uh, in terms of how we had this, actually finished really high. It, well, not as high, but it finished at number 13 in Thunderdome. Um, Sean actually had this ranked the highest at 14. Uh, I seven think I own Hammerwatch 1. Do you? I. It's probably somewhere in my Steam library. I want to say I got it. Like, when did it come out? I have no idea. You and Sev had Hammerwatch 2 ranked in the 20s, and then I had it at 36. And again, that's 36 out of 62 from the, from the last Thunderdome. So Okay, it released I think this game does 10 look years ago. I think I have it in my Steam library. Hold on, I'm going to I'm going to see if I own Hammerwatch. Hold on. Wow, that's that's impressive that it was 10 years ago and we're just now getting the second. I imagine the second one, yeah. I imagine they they weren't working on it that entire time. Oh, no. If I'm so, not that sure would be crazy. Something else. Yeah, I was going to say if so, that would be crazy. Yeah, I don't think that they were, but this one does look like oh, no. a lot of fun. I don't have it. I have Hammer Fight. Excuse me. Oh, well, yeah, I can see where the confusion would come from. <laughs> but yeah, Hammer Watch 2 looks like a lot of fun. I could see myself playing this and being into it. I could. 
Um, yeah. I don't know that it's something that I would pick up anytime soon right after it comes out. Again, looks like a lot of fun in terms of dungeon exploring and mechanics and that kind of stuff and the battle system. But this is a game that I could see myself getting during like a summer sale or a fall sale or something when it's just right, a couple right. dollars. But when I pick it up, I know I'll play it and it'll be a lot of fun. Game number two, also coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Reviews just dropped uh, the other day and it's doing quite well sitting in the low 80s. Moving Out 2. Moving Out 2 is the wacky sequel to the world-famous physics-based moving simulator. Working as a solo fart, F-A-R-T, or with up to three friends, slip into your Smooth Moves uniform and help the residents of Packmore and beyond to pack up and ship out. Fart stands for Furniture Arrangement and Relocation Technician. I've been wondering why Sev likes is so excited about this, and I realize it's because he's a solo fart. <laughs> Makes sense. This now. this is one of Sev's like major. This was uh so moving out to fell at number thirty three officially in Thunderdome. He had it at number three on his list. Like this is a game that is a day one for him. He's very excited for moving out to. He uh well when you're a solo fart. What else do you have you're to be a excited solo for? farter? Yeah, solo farter. These games are crazy though. They're wacky. I can see how they would be enjoyable. Um, especially if you're playing them with friends or significant others or kids. You know what I mean? I'm sure he'll play it with his kids. Or his son. I don't think he has more than one. But uh, I could see a lot of people having fun with this game. It's just not one that's for me. Yeah, it, if it comes to Game Pass or something, I'll probably try it out with my kids. I own Moving Out 1 and did not love it. Yeah. Okay. I talked about it years ago on... Uh, you, you probably did. On Level Down Games, yeah. Yeah, you probably did. We just talked about so many games, I don't remember them anymore. But you probably did. You probably did. Uh, game number three also releases on Tuesday for PC, PS5, and PS4. Wayfinder. Become a Wayfinder and unlock their powers as you choose your path and playstyle while pushing back a hostile force that has overtaken your world. Control the chaos as you directly shape and customize the endless adventures you go on with friends because Wayfinders are stronger together. This is one that I'm familiar with in terms of name. Um, I, I definitely remember talking about this at some point. I don't think we actually had this in Thunderdome to take no, a look was, to see. I was thinking Viewfinder. Yeah, Viewfinder different. Wayfinder, it, it kind of, in terms of the way that it looks, like, it sort of reminds me of, oh, what was that game that was free to play back uh, several years ago? Oh, shit, I don't remember. But we all played it. We all jumped into it, and none of us stuck around in it. It was sort of like, kind of like a Monster Hunter type game, but it, oh, again, it was geez. free to play. It was on Epic. Yeah, it was. That one. It's that's an, the one I'm an, thinking of. Dauntless. Yes, that's what this reminds me of. This reminds me of Dauntless. Huh, yeah. That means v that very, very similar. Yeah. yeah, very, very similar in style to that. that. At least that's what it reminds me of specifically. Um, I don't usually get sucked into those types of games. I will say this is a pretty game. I do like the art style. I like the art palette they're using. There's a lot of neon. Um, that's really cool. I like that vibe, but I don't think this is one that I would be into. It has that Dauntless, Destiny, for not Forspoken, um, Godfall, right? Those types of games. It, it kind of looks like that to me. Yeah. And that's not something that I'm kind of into at the moment and never have been. Yeah, I don't think I am either, to be yeah. honest. So I'll probably skip that. Game number four, coming on Wednesday to PC and Nintendo Switch, The Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood. Immerse yourself in an enchanting narrative experience as Fortuna, a fortune teller 
witch condemned to exile on her asteroid home. Craft your own tarot deck, regain your freedom, and shape the fate of the Cosmic Witch Society. I think this actually looks kind of cool. Oh man, I I really like the aesthetic of this game, but I know that the the storyline probably isn't for me at all. This looks this looks very um, teen girl anime style. Okay, to me. fair. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, but I do like the kind of dark pixely aesthetic to this. This looks kind and of. And I like that the you know the tarot card building sure, and sure. that kind of stuff. That's super cool. Um, set like she's in on, she's on an asteroid, so your entire like gameplay is like you're see the building but then everything else is like you're kind of floating in space i think it looks really cool um but i don't know it and plus it's a devolver digital game published by yeah, yeah so they usually uh you know they usually publish things that they really believe in and usually what they publish end up being somewhat good so i do think this might be something worth keeping an eye on definitely yeah because it could be fantastic but it also could not be. But surprised you're not more into it since it's Devolver. I know. I know. I just don't think I'm the audience for this one, but I'll keep an eye on it. Fair enough. Game number five coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series, Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew. This is Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew, an all-new stealth strategy game set during an alternate history of the Golden Age of Piracy. The Curse of Lost Souls haunts the mysterious island chain known as the Lost Caribbean which is under the control of the terrible forces of the Inquisition. They despise all that is supernatural and use soul-devouring fire to hunt cursed pirates like you. This is another one that Sev is very much looking forward to. I think this is another day one for him. I'm sure, uh, he yeah. had this at number six on his Thunderdome list. It placed officially 30th. Uh, but he is a big fan of the studio that makes this game, Mim- uh, Mimimi Games. That's actually their name, Mimimi Games. But they did Shadow Tactics, they did Desperados 3, and they did something else that he was like a really big fan of. It may have been Shadow Tactics, actually, that he was a big fan of. But um, he just likes this actual studio. I, I mean, it, it looks is, like it is a, a fun tactic game. style game. It's yeah. a tactic style game. Cool art style. Yeah, very cool art style. Not sure this is one I will pick up, though. No, I don't think I will either. Yeah, I had this at number 41 on my... And you had it even lower. You had it at 51. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a pickup for me. Yeah, I don't think so. It is for me either. Game number six probably will be, though, coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One. It was stealth delayed last week. It was supposed to come out last week as well. Um, there were two games that were delayed last week that were supposed to come out. One of them being WrestleQuest, the other being this one, Gord. Gord is a dark fantasy adventure strategy game set in a hostile forsaken land inspired by Slavic mythology. Besieged by vile creatures, you must build to survive. But to prevail, you must conquer the darkness beyond the gates. On the orders of the king, you are charged with striking out to make your mark on an untamed world, building and growing settlements in the face of resistance from raiders, monsters, and more. I think this looks so sick. This honestly looks super cool, yeah. Yeah. I like town building mechanics. I like city building type stuff that this has that in spades. Uh, I'm not super big on like the build to defend type gameplay mechanic, which I know Gord also has. I love that. I I know you love that kind of shit, yeah. But uh, I think I could really get invested in this. I like mythology-based stuff. I'm not super familiar with Slavic mythology that much, but I would appreciate learning more about it and i think the game could help me out with learning some things about it certainly um i i do think that this is going to be a lot of fun it is the deluxe edition anyway is currently available to pre-purchase on steam for 35 dollars. i have to assume the normal edition will then be either like 25 probably somewhere around there 
and that's a pretty good price. So I think you I'll know, probably the font pick this they up. Used, the font they used for the title is just very metal. Oh, dude, it's so heavy metal. Death metal. I have to Gorn. I have to believe that we've got like some pretty sweet maybe metal tracks in this game or something, you know? I hope so. Give me some Lorna Shore or something like that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sweet? Th that'd be so sick, man. That'd be so sick. But I am intrigued by this game. I do hope it does well. It is something that I'm very interested in and likely will pick up later this week. Another game that I'm very interested in and probably going to pick up as well, coming on Friday to PC and Nintendo Switch, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Team Reptile brings you Bob... Bob. Nope, it's Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, bomb a future rush. world from the mind of Dion Coster, where self-styled graffiti crews equipped with personal boost packs are battling each other for control of the streets. Start your own cypher and dance, paint graffiti, collect beats, combo your tricks, and face off with the cops to stake your claim to the sprawling metropolis of New Amsterdam. This is our spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio that we've been waiting yeah. for years for. I think this looks really freaking great, man. They this nailed so the much art fun. style. The yeah. music sounds super fun. This looks like it's going to be a freaking blast. Yeah, this looks like it's going to be so much fun. I am not sure what the actual price is going to be for this. That's not bad. It's not terrible for this. That's not bad. Was hoping it would be a little less, but that's not bad. Um, it's not going to be, it's, it's definitely not getting a physical release. I can't put it on my Gamefly queue or else I probably would do that instead of buying it. Right. But I'm a massive fan of Jet Set Radio. I think those games are phenomenal. Um, this is something that I think I will probably pick up. I may not get it day one, but I probably will get this either day one or shortly thereafter. This is something sure. I'm very interested to play. I am too, man. I think I'm excited to see where this lands in reviews and how... Me too. You know, how how this kind of gameplay, new and revitalized for today, holds up. Maybe it'll uh, inspire Sega to do a new jet set. Oh, man. It That'd wouldn't be, be good. It probably wouldn't be good, but it would be cool if it was. <laughs> Game number eight coming on Friday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One, Madden NFL 24. Madden NFL 24 gives you superstar control with field sense, so you can call your number on every play with increased controlling and throwing, catching, tackling, and blocking. Plus, new Sapien technology transforms the way players look and move with realistic redesigned player models. I'll play this eventually. I always do. I'll play it when it comes out on Game Pass the week after the Super Bowl, because that's what always happens. Right. They always I, uh, put these games on Game Pass the week after the Super Bowl. Yeah, this always ends up really far down my Thunderdome list, just because I know there's a very little chance that I hop into it. I used to be a much bigger fan of football than I am now. I actually have a fantasy football draft tonight that I have to get to. Uh, but Oh, you're doing two this year? Ours and a different one? I always do. Oh, are you in Razor still? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were still... I didn't know you guys still did that after I was kicked out of it originally. Yeah, I... Uh, why, why... Oh, because we switched to doing couples, that's why. So it's, uh... It's... It's, um... Yeah, I don't watch NFL as much as I used to. I, I keep up with it. I follow it. But I don't watch it as much as I used to. I actually had a, a fun time with friends watching college ball last year. A lot of my friends are into college ball pretty i know yeah, you are me. as well that way bigger into college football than i am professional yeah so so i started like watching games with them just because they were so i would and i had a lot of fun with that college ball is freaking bananas dude like it's so much more passionate dude well, it's also a, a lot higher scoring. Like, I, I, I go to the bathroom, I come back, three touchdowns and, a, and an interception <laughs> have been 
It's like, I'm like, what just happened? And they're like, oh yeah, it was a kickoff touchdown, kickoff touchdown. You missed literally an entire NFL game in the time you were in the bathroom. So I will say the NFL is considering adopting a lot of the XFL rules for this season, which would make the games a lot more enjoyable. Like what? The kickoffs, like the way that the XFL handles the kickoffs. NFL is actually considering moving and doing it their way as well. Okay. Okay. And I think the replay stuff that the XFL does is going to break its way into NFL as well. Uh, the XFL has a lot of great ideas. XFL was a lot of fun to watch. Um, they have a lot of good ideas to help. Just like baseball this season, right? It went through a modernization and made the games faster, mm-hmm. a little bit more enjoyable. I think football probably going to try to do the same thing. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's pretty crazy that minor league baseball survives and it survives so well. Minor league hockey survives so well. I mean, yeah. like these the and these are not as popular sports as football by any stretch. NFL is by far the most popular sport in the United States. And yet minor league hockey and minor league baseball do very, very well. Why can't these smaller league football teams survive? I think the XFL survived, right? It survived its first re-debut this past season. It's, I think it's set to come back next year still. Well, there was there. What was the other one? The American affiliate of AAF or something like that. Yeah. AFL or something like that. I think there's the USFL or something like that as well. Yeah. They, they, they fold within a year or two every time. Yeah. The XFL has, this is its third time it's came back, right? The first time was when we were still like in high school or fresh out of high school back in the early 2000s. Yeah. With Vince McMahon. And then they brought it back before the pandemic and it folded because of the pandemic. And then and now it's back. The Rock. Yeah, The Rock owns it now. Dwayne Johnson. He brought it back again. And it did really well last season. I do think it'll be back next year for another season. I hope it sticks around Um, starting next year. I know I've said this before. I'll say it again. Starting next year. Madden NFL 25 will be a day one purchase for me. Okay. Because Because then you can of NCAA NCAA football 25 that'll or. 24 or 25, whatever they call it. Sure. Uh, because the way it always used to be back in the day before the NCAA football game stopped being developed because of the, you know, the player association and the player likenesses and them not getting paid. Um, college football games would always come out in July, Madden in August. And that's not going to change. College football next year will come out in July. So when that comes out, that'll be a day one for me. I'll play that all the goddamn time. Those are some of my favorite sports games ever. And I like importing my classes, like my graduating seniors and the ones that are declaring for the draft. I like importing those players into Madden and continuing on. Like, that's how I do it. So I'll go through and I'll play through. I'll start my character. Um, he's, he always is usually like a redshirt rookie for whatever college I get you know, signed to. And then I'll play through by the time Madden comes out, I'll get my character up to a senior. But at the same time, I also will import classes of my graduating seniors. So that way, the actual players that are legit in college football will be in Madden as well. And I think that's just so much fun. And eventually my character from NCAA will be in Madden and I don't have to do anything like that's just so much fun. That's freaking rad. Yeah, I think that's so cool. I don't think they'll switch it up. That's how it always used to be. I can't imagine they make any changes when they bring back college football. So we'll see. Our ninth and final game this week coming on Friday to PC, PS5, Xbox series, and it will be playable via Xbox Game Pass on both console and PC. However, I am buying this day one. Even though I do have Game Pass, this is something I want to support and purchase. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Take on the role of one of the notorious Slaughter family or their victims in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A third-person asymmetrical horror experience based on the groundbreaking and iconic 1974 horror film. So this is kind of like a Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th clone. It's made by the same studio that made Friday the 13th, which was a Dead by Daylight clone when it came out. 
um, you know, it stars Leatherface and his family. But instead of it being one killer against a number of survivors, right? Dead by Daylight is one killer against four survivors. Friday the 13th was Jason against like seven or eight camp counselors. This game puts you three killers against four survivors. And it's a much different take on the, you know, survival-based horror gameplay that Dead by Daylight has kind of made so popular. I don't think I'm going to stop playing Dead by Daylight. There's no way I do. I've been playing it for seven years. And the new You're playing last night, that's coming. I was playing last night with Sean, yeah. yeah. Um, but the Alien update that's coming out at the end of August looks so sick. Looks uh, awesome. Dead by Daylight is still doing a lot of things right and a lot of things cool. But I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is going to be a very, very nice diversion and a lot of fun as well. Uh, I keep hoping that you will get sucked into it because me, you, and Sean could roll around as the three killers and just oh, meme I'm, all I'm over people. And that'd be fun, Friday. dude. Yeah. That'd be so fucking fun to just roll around and meme on people. Yeah, I'm I'm no question downloading this. Sean won't be in town this weekend, so he won't be able to play opening weekend, but I what will have Dorcas. this purchased and uh, installed. Oh, wait, he's going to be here. He's going to be in Vegas, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be with him. What an idiot. Yeah, both of you. <laughs> But when he comes back, he's going to be getting it and installing it as well. And I know, you know, a lot of our times where we sit down and game together, where we'll sit down and do DVD is going to be spent in Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. So we need to get you involved, man. It'd be so fun to roll around as the three killers together. I need to text Sean and see where I'm going to dinner with him. And I don't know which night. Didn't he say you're going to sushi or something? I think so. That's what we usually do when he's in town. Yeah, just go and throw down on some raw fish like uncivilized humans. Yeah, like, like I freaking... I fucking hate sushi. You're, that's because you're stupid. Well, it's because it's raw fish. It's delicious. It's just terrible. Makes me Everyone sick, disagrees dude. with you. You're so... No. Yeah. I've had sushi a few times. I actually, out in Vegas, took a girl to a, re a really nice sushi restaurant because she Amazing. was really into sushi. And, uh, dude, I was sick for days after I ate that sushi. I can't stop. It, I can't do it. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so disgusting. Uh, pick of the week for me this week is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, me too. Um, I was. It was you said be... last week yeah, that it I wasn't going to be. I know. I know what I said. I know what I said. I, I was going to be Bomber Cyberpunk. It's not. It's Texas Chainsaw. I want to play that more. All right. Fair. Four weeks in a row, you and I have had the same game as our pick of the week. Then we must keep the train rolling. The Hell yeah, we are. Next week. Uh, next week's probably going to be the same. <laughs> Maybe. You and I will have the same game yeah, next I week. Think, I'm sure. I think so. <laughs> But that is your uh, nine games coming out in the seven-day forecast. Hopefully nothing gets stealth delayed until I have to, uh, you know, chop up the podcast again. But going into the extended forecast, we had several release dates get confirmed. Enchanted Portals is releasing on September 6th. That game looks so sick, dude. Looks that really is cool. kind of like a Cuphead type game. Yep. Yeah, very, very throwback, kind of old, uh, old style cartoon feel, old style Disney feel. That game looks like so much fun. I think I will probably pick that up when it comes out. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is the mobile game, releases on September 7th. I probably will skip that, but that's cool. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC, The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero Part 1, The Teal Mask, releases on September 13th. Is that one of the ones you're going to get? Yeah, I think so. I think you buy them like as a combination. As like a bundle thing, pack, I think I, right? And you just get both, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Unless, yeah. you know what, maybe it comes to nin the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack. Oh, that'd be sick. Do you think it does? Maybe. When's the last time they put something on there? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Versh Evermore, Error Salvation, which is an ultimate game, one of those, you know, uh, female visual novel games for Nintendo Switch. That releases on November 9th. 
And Dan's game of the year, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, releases on November 10th. But he won't play it because he hasn't played a single video game all year. He's he's the worst. All he he's does is come into Discord, talk a bunch of trash as if we're wrong about stuff, and then he leaves and we don't see him for two weeks. He's like my dad. <laughs> Well, that's why it's, that's why he's a crazed gamer dad in Discord. He's <laughs> what a douchebag. Oh shit, that's funny. Several delays this week as well. As I mentioned, WrestleQuest was delayed at the very last second. It is now coming out next week, August twenty second. Lollipop Chainsaw Repop, which is I think a remake of Lollipop Chainsaw. Correct. Yeah, that was set to come out later this year. It's been delayed December twenty twenty four. And then we did have that Devolver delayed showcase we kind of talked about for a few minutes last week on the show. It literally ended up being three minutes long. Uh, fucking hilarious how they did it. But we found out that Angerfoot, Pepper Grinder, The Plucky Squire, Stick It to the Stick Man, and Skate Story have all been delayed to sometime in 2024. I'm really bummed about Pepper Grinder, uh, Plucky Squire, Plucky and Squire. Skate Story. Yeah, those yep. are the three that I think I'm more into as well. Angerfoot looks like a lot of fun as well. However, they did not mention Gunbrella. Gunbrella is still They planned. did still say Gunbrella is coming this year. They said that, yeah. did they not? Yeah, yeah. That I mean in the delays. So, so Gunbrella is still planned for 2023. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that because I, I'm really looking forward to Gunbrella. I think that game looks so rad. Yeah. Gunbrella looks like a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Pepper Grinder getting delayed and Plucky Squire were heartbreaking because those games look phenomenal. I can't wait to play those two. Yeah. And then next week we do have a couple big games coming as well. Jump Light Odyssey is releasing next week. I feel like we've been seeing that for a little while. I know it's gotten some traction. A lot of people have it wishlisted on Steam. Immortals of Avium, which is a magic-based game that I am very into. It was supposed to come out earlier this year, but it got delayed. Uh, I think that looks so rad. I'm looking forward to playing through that. Fort Solace, which is a horror game we saw at the Summer Game Fest, potentially. No, it was at the Game Awards last year. I don't remember. Was somewhere at some conference on Keeley's show. Um, I remember they did a, a dive into it at some point. Again, as mentioned, WrestleQuest is dropping next week now. A game that I am very much into because I played the first and absolutely loved it. Blasphemous 2 is releasing next week. And the big one, Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon is also next week. Man, yeah. oh man, am I excited for Armored Core 6. I'm really excited too. I... I am so excited to see what the review scores look like for that game. Yeah, I think FromSoft is going to knock it out of the park once again. That 17-minute gameplay deep dive they released like two weeks ago was stellar. Uh -huh. um, it, it, I think, so I think my plan for this, because I don't know, again, I've not really enjoyed any of the other Armored Core games previously. Sure. But I think that what FromSoft has been able to do over the last decade or so of really kind of perfecting their souls formula and just becoming one of the top tier developers in the industry. I think this game is going to knock it out of the park. I However, I think I'm going to Gamefly it. And if I like it, I'm going to buy it from Gamefly. Like I'll just keep the disc that they send me. Right. So I still right, own right. it and support the game because if I buy it, that means Gamefly has to buy a new copy. So it's like the same sure, thing. Sure. So it's basically supporting it. But in case for some reason, I'm not as sucked into it as I think I will be. I think I'd rather use a spot on my Gamefly queue to avoid potentially buying a $60, $70 game that I play for a few hours and realize, well, shit, this actually isn't for me. Well, every preview of this game sounds very, Oh, it very sounds hype. so rad. Yeah. It sounds so rad. So I do think it'll be good, but I'm going to play it safe. I think I'm going to Gamefly it, and then if I like it, I'll buy it. So that's my plan. 
But that is the extended forecast. And I do think, Kyle, unless you have anything else to mention before we get out of here, that'll bring us to the close of the show. I think that uh, brings us to the close of the show, Brian. All right. Well, it's time then. Let's see what you got. With the old fabulous PP. This is a PP that I think you're going to relate to uh, very well. I relate to all PPs very well. But this is this is your kind of PP. This is your oh, okay. flavor of PP, buddy. Ooh, okay, okay, Let okay, me tell you. okay, okay. Um, we have a new album coming soon from Time Cop 1983. Oh shit, you're going with this one, okay? And Josh Daly. Uh, I dropped we... this in Discord. Did you find out because I dropped it? Uh, it it actually popped up on my new releases list. Nice. That I. That that I was it read my mind was that the one you posted I believe so yeah I mean this guy's this guy's the king of synthwave uh he's he's leading the pack right now in, in synthwave music he's incredible time cop 1983 is so much fun Josh Daly's a, a king of a vocalist and this Best is, vocalist in that genre this is exactly what we're looking for and waiting for from them it's called read my mind by time cop 1983 go listen this episode of Play on Arrival, the weekly video game forecast, has been brought to you by RPGera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of which platform you're listening on. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode. 